he starts backing away. And I say to him, I'm like, do you think it's granddad? And he's like, that's definitely your granddad. Welcome to Psychic-ish, my name is Lydia and I'm here to tell you all about my psychic experiences as someone that's kind of too normal to fit into the psychic world and too psychic to fit into the normal world. It had to take me a second there to remember like what that line was because I talked about being normal and I was just like, no, 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 I know I'm not normal. (laughs) Well, not, not as normal as most people out there, unfortunately. Oh. It's been a long time since I've spoken with you. So much has been happening and I feel like I'm going to have to speak at double speed tonight to get everything in that I want to say. But let's just say that in today's episode, I talk about manifesting a grizzly bear and my granddad being around, I think. So... So it's autumn now in Canada, or as the North Americans call it, it's fall. And I was FaceTiming my mom about nine days ago, maybe. I was just having like lots of dreams about my Nana that recently passed away. And I was telling her, I was just like, look, I'm not going to know when granddad sends me a sign because it's fall now. If you don't remember my granddad that's passed away typically will send the sign of a leaf like a leaf will just randomly appear in the middle of the floor in our house or I'll be walking down the street and a leaf will drop at my feet in front of me or a leaf will drop on my head and that just stems from the day that we found out he passed away we were sort of um, in the car on the side of the road and I had my window half down and a leaf shot through the window and landed on my lap Uh, and there was no wind that day, and um, that's always a sign that he's around me, yeah, and I was saying to my mum that, you know, it's just going to be tough during fall, because I'm not going to know if he's around, and the next day, I get on my bike to go to the gym, and there's this leaf that's just kind of stuck in the brake wires on the front of my bike, and I just kind of look at it, and I mean, there's a, my bike is sitting under a tree, like there's lots of leaves falling down, and I was just like, huh, funny if that was granddad, you know, and then I start riding my bike, <laughs> you're going to hear a lot about my bike today, I'll tell you that much, uh, get on my bike, and I'm starting to ride to the gym, and I get about 50 meters, And the leaf hasn't moved. And I'm just like, okay, this leaf is sticking with me. It'll be quite cute if it sticks with me for the next five minutes. Then maybe it is a sign that granddad's here. And I keep riding. And I'm like watching this leaf as I ride. I should be watching the road. But I'm watching this leaf and it doesn't go anywhere. And I get onto the valley trail, which is like hilly, right? Like you're going up and down hills, around corners, And the leaf is just staying strong and I'm riding for 15 minutes at this point and get to the gym and the leaf's just still sitting there. So in my mind, I'm just like, hey, thank you, granddad. Like, it must be him. Go do my workout, come back. The leaf is still there. (laughs) 
I get on my bike and ride all that way home. The leaf is still there. (laughs) And it's there until the next morning. And um, (laughs) I was getting up sometimes, like at my work, I work late shifts. Sometimes I work morning shifts. The really shitty shifts are the ones where you have to work a morning after you've worked a closed shift. And so I got on my little bike. It's really cold. So now I have to wear like merino and a jumper and little gloves on my hands because my hands get cold when I uh, bike downhill because I'm going so fast. But I wear a helmet, of course. And anyone out there that bikes, please wear a helmet as well. Anyway, on my little bike for about five seconds here. And at the end of my street, there's a park, which is about 20 meters away from my house. And I just see this sign and it says bear in area. And I was like, ah, shit. Okay. (laughs) Like we have bears around here all the time. Last week, we honestly had a mama bear and her two cubs in the tree in our garden for 45 minutes. Uh, So we're used to bears around here, right? Like I call the little black bears Canada's cows. But I look at the sign and it's a little bit different. Instead of saying bear in area, it says caution grizzly bear in area and grizzly is kind of like handwritten and I just think holy shit I'm really gonna have to be cautious so in my mind I'm like mentally preparing to ride my bike through this soccer field kind of looking around me just being hyper vigilant of any sounds that kind of thing and then I look up and there's this big brown mass in the distance Maybe about 150 meters away. I don't really know distance very well, but like far away. But let's just say if it was a little black bear, I wouldn't be seeing its shape because this thing is a beast. So (laughs) my heart just started like jumping out of my chest and I quickly biked back to my house. I warned my boyfriend, Dan, that the grizzly bear was at the end of our road because we're dog sitting and, uh, We just need to be careful to take her out of the house and take her to relieve herself and things like that or taking her for a walk. So I go and get in a little taxi to work like the little princess that I am. And I had to call in late to work and I left them a little message. And when I got to work, my boss had saved it and was just playing it for everyone that came in. And it was just my little voice being like, hey, I'm on my way to work, but um just rode past a grizzly so I'm gonna get a taxi I'm gonna be a little bit late but I'm on my way and yeah he's just playing it to everyone that comes in so that is my new persona at work now I guess grizzly girl (laughs) I do grizzle from time to time so it would be quite fitting Anyway, I I literally turn into Gossip Girl pretty much because I've never been so popular in my life. Like I'm sitting in the little back office and I just have someone at work coming down every five minutes being like, I heard you saw a grizzly. (laughs) And uh, I just had to kind of replay the story. The sad thing was though, and I should have mentioned this right at the beginning, was that there was a lot of fog at the soccer pitch so while I saw the big shape in the distance the fog mixed with my really bad long distance eyesight meant that all I saw was its shape and that's what I kind of had to tell people like they were coming down and saying oh my god what was it like and I was like oh I've always wanted to see a grizzly but 
you know, it kind of feels like I didn't see one because I just saw its big shape and nothing else. And it got to about maybe the eighth employee coming up to me. And I told her about the grizzly. And she said, Lydia, that's so crazy. You said two days ago that you really wanted to see a grizzly bear. And I was like, really? And she was like, yeah, Lydia, you said that. And it's true. Like, I have always wanted to see a grizzly bear from a safe distance, preferably in a car. Um, Not on my street. (laughs) So (laughs) the day quickly turns from me saying I saw the shape of a grizzly from really far away to me saying, I wish I get to see a grizzly again in more detail, like when it's not foggy, maybe a little bit closer. <laughs> and I don't know what to tell you guys, but um, the next day was my weekend and Dan went off to go mountain biking. He gets on his bike, leaves the house, and he was like, Lid, the grizzly bear's back. And I just like jumped out of my seat, ran outside with my phone, And we just stood at the barrier and the bear was back on the same spot in the field, like still the same distance away, but there was no fog. So I could definitely see him better, but I saw him even better when I put on Dan's glasses because he has glasses for his poor vision and, um, we seem to be the same prescription or I need to get glasses of the same prescription because if I put his on, I actually can see like a human being. And (laughs) so I just stand there for like 20 minutes watching this grizzly bear and um, it was incredible. And I honestly think it was really what I needed because I can't lie, like I've been spending the last two weeks just glued to social media, glued to the events happening in the world and it's just bringing me down and down and down and really downward spiral. And I'm not okay. Like I'm really not. I am a very, I get very affected by things that go on in the world. Yeah. And, um, it kind of baffles me when other people don't, I don't know. Like I turned up to work and people asked me if I was okay. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know. And they're like, oh, what's going on? Why wouldn't you be okay? And I was just like, have you not seen what's going on in the world? Like, it is fucked. Like, the world out there is fucked. And it, I must be, like, visibly low because we had a new kid start at work. And it was, like, his fourth day. And I got to work. And, like, he's kind of like an... I don't want to say underling, that's awful, but I'm like his superior, I guess. And he was just like, Lydia, are you okay? You look really depressed. <laughs> I was like, fuck, like, how do I tell this kid that, um, oh, maybe I look depressed because I am depressed? Like, maybe put two and two together. But yeah, so it was just really nice to sit outside I think it was the day of the solar eclipse actually and I'd read that the best thing to do is just not be looking at your screens not be on your phone and just be outside in nature and 
I, when I read that, was like, well, there's no way I'm going to be outside in nature. I want to know what's going on in the world. I want to know everything that's happening when it happens. And um, having the little grizzly bear at the end of the street, well, not so little grizzly bear, just meant that I was outside watching this incredible beast of nature for five days in a row. <laughs> he hasn't gone. So I've gone from being like, hey, kind of manifested a grizzly bear, like kind of manifested seeing one, then manifested seeing it again. And now it's to the point where like, we're six days in, <laughs> the grizzly bear is refraining me from all areas of life because my mode of transport is my bicycle. And if I'm on my bike in the vicinity of the bear, I'm just, you know, running prey at that point. It was getting to the point, though, where I was getting ready to bike to work again, even though the grizzly bear was still there. And my colleagues at work had to really talk me into not biking because, uh, I don't know, I just got really complacent because it just hadn't attacked anyone. It was just standing in the middle of a field eating grass. But I was kind of thinking to myself, I was like, oh, it's kind of like swimming in a small pool with a shark. And just because it hasn't eaten me now doesn't mean it won't. Uh <laughs> Now the week before this all happened, Dan was away on a biking trip and I had the place to myself for about four days, I'd say. And I think at the time there was a new moon or a full moon or something. And I was just thinking about, you know, what I was going to do during that full moon or new moon or whatever it was. Was I going to manifest? And... I always feel like there's big pressure to take advantage of those astrologically charged times and do something big. But honestly, I just get so exhausted at the time or I just end up doom scrolling on my phone and I don't end up doing it. And then I feel like I've let myself down. But I don't know. I'm just trying to tell myself that, you know, whatever's meant for me won't miss me. Yeah. But what I always end up doing when Dan's away or if I know that I just have the whole place to myself, no matter if I plan to do this or not, and honestly, I don't ever think that I do, but somewhere or another, I end up like dancing around the house in my underwear to music that makes me cry. <laughs> and it sounds so sad, but honestly, I think that's how I process emotion. I'll put on my headphones and just blast it. And I'll put on like Fleetwood Mac, Lana Del Rey. The newest edition this time was Celine Dion, <laughs> which took me right back to my childhood. And I was dancing around in our lounge with all the blinds shut. Need my privacy. And I start to cry. <laughs> And it's a nice feeling. Like, I know it sounds weird, but I actually really love processing emotion this way. But I know in that last episode, oh gosh, I haven't even talked about last episode. I have updates. Um, I honestly don't think I have time to talk about them. And honestly, everything's so depressing right now. I don't think I want to talk about it. <laughs> but 
there was this big theme around loneliness, right? About how I had a lot of loneliness growing up and in the beginning of my 20s and honestly until now. And I was told that maybe in a previous life, loneliness has sort of bled from those times into the current life that I'm living now. And I was just dancing around to (laughs) Belinda Carlisle, Heaven is a Place on Earth, and I feel myself getting emotional. I don't know why. And out of nowhere, I just start kind of imagining that there is like 28 versions of me in the room dancing with me. One version of me at every age that I've hit in my life. Baby Lydia, one-year-old Lydia, up until 10-year-old Lydia, up until 20-year-old Lydia, up until 28-year-old Lydia. And we're all just dancing in our own little way to heaven is a place on earth. And I just felt this like big warmth in my heart. And um, I just had this realization. I was like, I'm not alone right now. And I don't know why I'm getting shivers right now, because it's not like it's some kind of spiritual encounter. But I realized that I guess I don't think I'll ever feel the loneliness that I've felt throughout this lifetime, I don't think I'll ever feel that again because now I have access to all these different versions of me. I'm never going to feel alone because I'm with me all the time. And we just danced around for like three more songs and I was just feeling it and I was happy and I was sad for all the years that I'd felt so lonely. I was a mixture of emotions And I kind of made this deal with myself. I was like, you know what? I'm done with all my healing. I've done enough healing in this lifetime. I am making a conscious decision right now to not do any more healing, to just live life and love life and just have an adventure with it, you know? And shortly afterwards, I start seeing my grandma that passed away before I was born in my mind's eye. And she's the age that she was when she passed away. And I've never had her come through to me at that age. I know I've spoken before about how my dad used to keep a picture of her in his wallet when she was around the age that she passed away. So in her early 60s. And he used to like tell us to kiss the picture and say how much we loved her when we were really little like I'm talking about three or four or five years old and that's probably where a lot of my fear spurred from with her but I see her and she's just smiling from ear to ear and I don't know I just feel like she's comfortable coming through as herself now because she knows I'm not going to be afraid of her she knows that I've conquered that little fear and I'm just happy to see her and for the first time I felt her personality and I felt her warmth and it's just interesting because all the other times that I've seen her she's always come across as looking a little bit hesitant or looking like she doesn't want to scare me you know because I guess in the past every other time she has scared me but this time she was just smiling she was beaming and I felt her love and I just felt that she was proud of me (laughs) like proud of me for getting to this point which just makes me so sad like the one thing that I'm just thinking 
over these past few weeks. Because like the <laughs> the irony is, is that just as I make this decision to not have to do any more healing, the world goes into disarray and I'm sort of forced into this area where I'm scared to meditate again. I'm scared to go to sleep because I know that when there's mass death in the world, I get pulled into the emotion and I also... I'm also scared that when I try and go to sleep, I'll have people that are really suffering try and come through to combat whatever they're experiencing, you know? And I have recognized that that comes from such a place of privilege. Like I'm saying this when I'm in my warm house in a first world country, I'm safe and I'm scared to go to sleep and see real time people that are struggling on the other side of the world and being afraid for their lives. But all I've been thinking this whole time, or maybe not all I've been thinking, more like the sort of recurring back thought in my brain is that I'm just happy that none of my grandparents are around to see what's going on in the world. I'm glad they're not seeing it. And now I worry that they do. And I'm actually seeing that grandma that passed away before I was born right now. And I can see her nodding and she's saying we do. So that disappoints me. But I don't know what night it was or what day this week it was. But the one nice thing that happened was... um, I was falling asleep one night, and I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the podcast before, but have you had that feeling where, like, if you close your eyes and kind of bring your hand right up to your nose but not touching it, do you kind of get, like, prickles that you feel on your nose? Like, you have that sense that something's right there? Because I always had that going to sleep as a kid. Like, I'd always feel that there was something right up close to my face and I knew it was a spirit and I'd always kind of have to like wipe my face to wipe it away and it almost wouldn't wipe away but it's always been on my nose and it's happened less and less as I've gotten older but it's definitely still happening like I've had it happen this year but as I was going to sleep I felt the same tingles the same sense that something was right up close to my face and just about to touch me but it felt like it was the size of a hand and it was on my forehead it wasn't on my nose and I don't know if it was that grandma that passed away before I was born okay I'm getting nods and she's smiling okay far out she was just saying I'm protecting you Lydia I'm protecting you but It felt like there was a palm on my forehead healing me. And ah, this is so ironic because it's literally right when I say I'm not going to do any more healing. And then my grandma comes through and just decides to heal for me. (laughs) Oh, I just heard her say, uh, I can can heal you when you don't have the strength to heal yourself. But that's not the point. I wanted to just enjoy life I wanted to be done with healing but I know that like sometimes when you go to kinesiology or 
craniosacral therapy or something like that, a lot of the time, like healers will kind of put their hand on your forehead and and heal you that way. So yeah, I really felt like I was being healed. And I don't know, that mixed with the leaf on my bike, it felt like, again, it felt like I wasn't alone. It felt like I have people looking over me right now, no matter how scary the world gets. And a few nights ago, uh, so <laughs> probably day four of the grizzly bears occupation on our street, dad and I, okay, I did not say dad. I said, Dan, Dan and I went to the grocery store and we were just doing our groceries. And I was thinking about how, you know, I'd manifested this grizzly bear and I was thinking about how low I'd been, how scared I'd been for the world. And I was just thinking like, you know, if I'm in this place where I can manifest, I can try and be delusional about, you know, a little bit of extra money coming in this week, or I can manifest my favorite chips being in stock at the supermarket, or, you know, just the little things. If I can bring that into my life and be delusional about those things coming into my life and those things working, at how big a scale can this work? And I'm just sitting there like the wheels are kind of turning in my head and we're back in the car and Dan turns on the keys and we're just sitting there and out of nowhere, like I kid you not, hundreds hundreds of leaves just start falling out of the sky and onto our car like all caught up in the windshield and Dan and I were literally like we were halfway through a conversation so I was thinking about this manifesting thing while having a conversation about something else and we both just stopped talking and watch and the leaves just keep coming. Like I'm talking about a good 20 seconds of leaves just showering on our car. There's no tree in the direct vicinity of our car and there is no wind. I'm aware that it's fall. We know it's fall, but I've never seen like such an onslaught of leaves falling anywhere before. And we're both sort of paused in conversation. And I just say to him, I'm like, Dan, are you can you see this? Like, are you seeing this right now? And he just goes, yep, yep. And then he starts backing away. And I said, I'm like, do you think it's granddad? And he's like, that's definitely your granddad. (laughs) I'm sorry. I like did not expect to cry at that. I just miss him a lot still. And it was just like, (laughs) if I've ever questioned if he's around, like it is the biggest sign that he's here. And especially for Dan to say that too, because we know he's skeptical. So while I've got him in this like little spiritual conversational chokehold, we're driving home. And I say to him, like I say, you know what? you don't know this, but I'd actually said at work that I'd wanted to see a grizzly bear. And then one showed up in our street two days later and he just nods. And then I say, 
And then because I didn't see him clearly because it was so foggy that day, I said I wanted to see him again. And what happens? He's back the next day. And he's just kind of like chuckling at this point. Like he's humoring me, right? And then I say to him, hum, I say to him, I'm just like, so if I've manifested seeing this grizzly bear, on what scale do you think we can manifest something? Like, could I go and just imagine every day for there to be peace in the world? Like, can I just sit and meditate and visualize peace happening everywhere? Could could that be a thing? Like, what what scale do you think we can manifest? You know, what are our parameters? <laughs> and he's just silent for a second and he goes, probably not global. <laughs> like (laughs) I had hope you know I was like my little mind maybe it can save the world but no I'm not that powerful but hey you know what I'm still gonna try and I did like (laughs) I did meditate and I did try and visualize what that might look like I think at the moment you know you see everywhere people are saying you need to be delusional to manifest something and I guess it's very hard for me to try and picture the world having world peace because it just feels too delusional to even think about delusionally, which is so bloody sad. I guess this is going to sound as cringe as hell, but when there's lots of darkness in the world, there's also really... I can't even spit it out. When there's lots of darkness in the world, there's also light. And I'm just really grateful that my grandma and my granddad showed up for me this week. I'm very grateful. And I feel like there's never going to be an age where I'm going to feel too old to need their protection. So very much a lucky girl. Oh, my heart is hurting a little bit while I say that. <sighs> You've been listening to Psychic Ash. I'll see you next time. Best of luck getting to sleep tonight and please don't manifest seeing some kind of dangerous animal. Let's try and be safe. Bye-bye.